What up, guys? Coach Jimmy here today. We're at Tech Talk. I'm here with Bam Bam and Miss Taylor. As usual. Yeah, the norm. As usual. Uh, We actually have a couple of people that are going to come from the outside and jump on this thing with us. Uh, We got Brent Coleman coming. Got Billy Merritt coming. Um, Stephen Aiken might be coming back. I don't know. I haven't talked to him, but we're always swapping back and forth on the on that thing. We're going to get some of our members in here to talk about their first time um, in a gym and uh, the culture of the gym. And we got tattoo guy coming, uh, Chris Libby. Uh, he did the, the Ninja Turtle on my calf. That's fire. Um, we got several, several guests that will be appearing over time. And we're just now working out all the bugs and the kinks so that we can uh, make this thing consistent and have you sent the invite to any of the Milledgeville crew? Um, yeah, Frank Mullis said he was going to come do it, and um, we just hadn't got a date down. Gotcha. Catherine would be a good one. She'd be really good. When's her MMA debut? Ain't it coming up? Uh, I talked to Raymond, her granddad, the other day, and I think he said that she was going to be fighting in Las Vegas. I think is where he said. I just know maybe she it was, was going Nashville. To- maybe Las Vegas was where she wanted to be anyway she was going soon because he was talking about booking the trip i have no idea i haven't spoke to any of them about that <laughs> i i just remember because i think i was standing there when he mentioned it and then i just happened to see something i think on her instagram feed or frank's and i, I think she's about to make her debut sometime this year i just don't know where or when yeah you guys would know better than me i don't the social media thing i if i have my phone and I, I get caught scrolling I'll see stuff but yeah I don't pay attention I don't follow people I don't uh do a lot I gotta do better I gotta I gotta like start commenting and stuff trying to grow do better than I do I don't even have Facebook I mean on Instagram I do like you like I scroll but like I heart everything I spread love like maybe people give me love too like, <laughs> I just heart everything <laughs> Yeah, if I, somebody that I see that I know and I'll I'll see it, I'll heart it, but I barely, I very rarely read. You like, don't know what you'd be hearting. Yeah, it could be like <laughs> I like to have sex with fish or something. It, it, I wouldn't know. It, I'd be like heart. I heart everything, and then something will catch my eye. I'm like, wait, what did I just like? And I'll go back and look at it, and then I'll unheart it. If I don't, <laughs> so I'll heart everything, but then I go back and unheart it. If I'm like, wait a sec, what is that? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I really very, very rarely actually read the captions on Instagram. On Facebook, I follow some mastermind groups, so I see a lot of their stuff. Like I, I'm turned on the notifications for the mastermind groups uh, because you know maybe there's a nugget of information there or something that to make my gym better make my um make my business side of the things better and um i follow those so i pay attention to those a little bit better than i do other things but for the most part it causes me stress the uh, facebook instagram tiktok snapchat like, if I could just hire somebody to do all of my stuff and actually be able to afford to pay somebody to do all of my stuff, I would because it takes up so much of my day trying to make sure my ads are running, trying to make sure that I'm 
talking back and forth, keeping that interaction, keeping that social presence up, just so people are thinking about the school. Because it's important. It's important that people are thinking about us, that they're reminded, like, hey, we're here, we're doing big things, because we are. And without that social media presence, they're not going to see it. It's not going to be in the forefront of their mind. So therefore, we get forgotten because people have lives and they have things that they're doing and they have things that they're um with that the, they they have going on in their own life right yeah. but if they scroll and they see us having fun or us rolling on the mat or uh, a quick live video from me or one of my long rant live videos that i go on about you know picking who you're around picking your uh your your friends making sure that you have surrounded yourself around people like you guys that are motivating that are keeping the place going and uh that are that are doing things the right way and uh what happened to uh streaming our classes are we going to do that again yeah actually uh i actually got this right here um Oh, that was it like gimbal, gimbal or something? This is a gimbal. Okay. Let me see. Let's see if you guys can see that. That is a contraption there, boy. <laughs> Check that out. Reminds me of what's that uh, old 80s movie, Short Circuit. Yeah. <laughs> you got a new one? No. That's a. You didn't like the other one. You sent it back. I sent the other one back, and I've had that one since. They gave me a credit for the thing, and I actually got $100 off of that one. So it was, I actually got back uh, $180 because it was a cheaper gimbal, better gimbal, and I got a coupon. So they gave me money back on the other one and gave me that one. So Nice. Amazon hooked us up. And that, that's that box that you just took off the table a minute ago. Anyway, um, that uh, Mars, it's a Mars 300. You plug it in right here into this or use the USB and plug it directly into the computer. Okay. And then uh, Trevor or somebody like that can walk around the mat while it's live streaming directly to the PC. And that's why we got this new PC right here instead of using the laptop because yeah. the laptop wasn't strong enough to live stream. But I have to straight wire the ethernet which i have the cord it's in the corner over there but i have to run a cord from the back of the uh power the ethernet down through all the rafters uh, underneath the floor here and up where the pc is to plug it in so it's not like hanging down on our table yeah um and i have the cord i just haven't had time to climb through the attic to run the wires. Um, but as soon as we get that cord run, we'll be able to plug that up to that and run all of our, uh, run and stream all of our classes. So that's what's stopping us from streaming our classes. And also, uh, after, um, probably as soon as I run all that stuff and get everything done, I, dude, I, I just have so much to do. You need to chop yeah. it up smaller bits, one thing at a time. I'll tell you what would help you. Like you're talking about social media, it stresses you out. I can't remember what it's called, but it's pretty much like a, a system reset for the human body. 
uh, you need to go like camping with no electronics. And I don't know the time frame. Like a weekend isn't long enough. I don't know the time frame, but like a week or two weeks, no electronics, and your body will actually reset, and you'll start sleeping when it's dark and being awake when it's light outside. So I used to do that with the girls, and I loved it. Uh, me and my friend Jason uh, Jenkins used to go every year with Mr. Bobby. Mr. Bobby passed away. How long would y'all uh, go for? Because uh, I feel like a weekend isn't long enough to reset, but a week or two weeks would be. Maybe. Yeah, dude. Uh, we would go and stay from sit for seven, uh, anywhere from seven to uh, tw- ten or twelve days, somewhere around there. Usually around ten, ten yeah. days, and um, bringing the girls uh, and just going out there and stuff. It was fun. I I would never go camping. Just so y'all know, I would never go camping for one night. No, it's, it's no because it. The the get there is stressful. Setting the, up. The unpacking stressful. Setting up stressful. And then putting everything away and up is stressful. I need at least three minimum. Three days minimum. If not four. Yeah, I think my minimum I think my minimum would be four. Simply because I I tried to do a birthday party for my daughter on the river. But by the time I got set up and got out there, it was almost dark. And we, we left early and got out there early. And then by the time we set up, it was almost dark. And then the next day, we had to start picking up by noon. Didn't really get to enjoy, like, the, the trip, the, yes. the party. And so if I'm ever going to go camping, it's going to be four minimum, preferably seven to eight yeah. and uh, or, or ten. You know, I want to stay out there. And we would go so far out, your phones wouldn't even have service. Like we, uh, you would literally be like trying to to message each other while you're in, up in the trees in a deer stand, so that you could or in a tree climber, so that you could uh, talk to one another. Like that's how you got messages through. The last time we went, we had service randomly, but so the service out there is getting better. But the first year I went, your your phone wouldn't work at all, like. Not even all. The second year, you could start climbing the stands. The last year I went, we had service sporadically. But still, uh, unless you bring like a, an inverter or something, you don't have a way to charge your phone anyway. Yeah. You can plug it into the boats, which we did. But I didn't want my phones on. So I just told everybody, like, hey, my phone, I don't have service. I'm going to check it one time a day. And uh, the first year I went, I didn't check it at all. I was out there for almost 12 days and never even turned my phone on. That you enjoyed that. Dude, it was amazing. Like the I enjoy camping because I don't have to every day worry of how's my business doing? How's my online presence? How's my uh how's you know how's uh where's such and such been? Why isn't he coming to class? You know like what is what is what do everybody need to do need me to do? Is Bam Bam okay? Is Bam Bam is Bam Bam getting burnt out? Is Bam Bam having enjoying class again? Is he finding his passion again? Or is he is he mad at me? Is such and such mad at me? The stress of worrying about the people around you because you know you haven't been a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like when I'm having to depend on you and Taylor 
to do things that I normally don't have a problem at all handling or doing, it makes me feel like a burden to my friends. And it makes me feel, you know what I'm saying, like out of pocket. Yeah. Because I can't give. I'm a giver. Like, I like being able to go, yeah, man, I'll help you with that. Bam Bam needs help with a ceiling. Yeah, I'll help you with that. He needs help moving his weights or whatever. Like, yeah, I'll help you with that. That is how I feel good. That is my language of, of like, care and stuff. And then when I'm just too out of it physically and mentally to uh, be able to help the ones around me, then I don't feel good about it. Like, um, right now I'm, uh, I feel good because I'm helping Steven grow the, the Perry kids program. Mm-hmm. I feel good about that. But, man, I'm also so tired and so, like, uh, like the medicine and things that they got me on right now. Like, I'm so, like, exhausted from running the 6 a.m.s, trying to get the Coach Jimmy's out regularly, trying to get these podcasts out regularly, trying to keep my jiu-jitsu up to where I'm – competitive at, at a at a decent level where I feel like I'm staying high level where I can coach and get you guys on that level because if I'm not doing it then I feel like I'm I'm cheating you guys because I'm not I'm not where I need to be to be able to coach you guys to get where you need to be so I have all of that on my shoulders and then you're running my kid class here and I'm not here and then Taylor's setting all the appointments. She's talking to every single parent. She's reaching out uh, twice a week, uh, if not every day. I don't know if she's doing it every day now or whatever, but it was originally planned at least once a week. We reach out to all the people. I think she's been doing it like twice a week now. But, like, she's doing all of those things, and she's keeping up with the the trends of the My Studio and the apps and making sure the, that our our tech gear and the things like that are getting uh, sold and we're getting the money from that. And she's making sales and doing the clothes and she's carrying a lot of weight on her shoulder. And here I am. I'm, I haven't been doing a lot, but I'm exhausted. And it's because of all the, the medicine and, uh, and stuff because, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of uh, health issues and stuff too. So, and the medicine is just making me exhausted. Yeah. I feel like this podcast, though, is not just something else on your shoulders. I feel like you need this. It's almost, almost like your therapy. Like, you get to get everything out and talk and like, say, tell people what's going on. Yeah, I, it, and it's true. I get up here, and then I, but I feel bad because then I feel like the, the, I feel like this should be about, you know, jujitsu, the new things that are coming up, the matches that are coming up. Uh, it should be about tech and what we're doing is tech. And then I feel like I come in here and I just go, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm dealing with all this stuff, you know, and, uh, and well, I no. feel like I'm complaining, but at the same time, not, not really complaining. Well, it's not just going to be about jujitsu. I mean, when you talked about what you wanted this to be, like it's a, a back and forth and you're going to have guests. So it's not always going to be jujitsu based. Jujitsu is what started it and what brought us together. But, like, your podcast is more. Like, it's going to be more yeah. widespread. And let's say, because I know there was a story I was going to share with y'all, and then you talked about a funny story you wanted to share. Oh, that's so hilarious. So, you start. Oh, my story ain't funny. So, you want to start with funny or start with? I need an opinion. I want to know what y'all think. Am I a dick for what happened? 
Oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll. You're a dick, but we'll <laughs> we'll so uh, we'll decide. We'll confirm it after we hear the okay. story. So y'all both know where I live. Yeah, I live in. I got woods on all four sides of me on a dirt road in the country. You have wild animals. For people that don't live in a the country, there are wild animals. I mean, they don't. You don't. They're not all in a zoo. So, uh, dick. <laughs> uh, y'all met my dog. Would y'all consider her friendly? Yes. Hyper? Luna is amazing. Very friendly. Don't mm-hmm. doesn't know a stranger, yes? Mm-hmm. Right. She don't she don't know if a stranger, but she and she likes to hop on me and stuff. Which so. is a bad habit. I tell you always, she she jumps on you, you pop her on top of the head, tell her no. Mm-hmm. But other than that Good dog. Good dog. Yeah. Okay. So, neighbor. I was this happened what's today Thursday? This happened this this week, so this past Sunday. I had a... Uh, Put my Bluetooth speaker on outside, listening to music. I was pressure watching one of my vehicles, and my neighbor pulled up in the yard. I'm like, okay, what? I hadn't talked to this neighbor, and like we, everyone I live around, like we kind of keep to ourselves. So I'm like, okay, must be something going on, a problem. Let's see what's going on, because I know one of my neighbors. I'm I'm really good with him. Like we would check in with each other every so often. Uh, this one I never talked to. So she pulled up, and she starts talking. I'm like, okay, she's had a few drinks. That, that's the first thing I noticed. I'm like, okay, that, so she's like, we need to talk. I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on? She goes, that one, and she points at my dog. I'm like, oh, shit. What did Luna do? What did Luna do? Okay. She says, well, I heard your dog barking. Heard your dog barking. And then I heard some like crying and whining. First thing in my mind, I'm like, what? My dog done got a baby. I'm about to go to jail. Like, what is going on? I mean, that's first thought. That's like, the first thing you think of she, is your dog eating a baby? She says something was crying. Someone says something crying. What do you think of? I've already set the tone saying wild animal. Yeah. Right. So I was, I was thinking like a, okay. a cat. Okay. Uh, but I set the tone saying that to begin with. Right. I had none of this off of to begin with. She just came up and said, I heard your dog, and then I heard something crying. That's what I had to go off of. She goes, I went out there in the ditch, and your dog is getting after a baby deer. Nice. I'm like, good dog. I'm like, okay. Like, waiting. Like, okay, what's... Okay. <laughs> and she goes, uh, she shows me pictures of the deer. Like, I had to call the other neighbor to come get it. It's in the cage. There's bite marks all over it. And I'm like... Okay, like I'm still waiting. She goes, I don't know if your dog like drug it off from its mama or somewhere else. I'm like, all right, hold on. First off, if my dog got this deer in the woods, the mama would have killed my dog. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen an angry deer. Like, they, they would have killed that dog. Uh, or, or they would have ran from it and left it behind, maybe. With the baby deer? Maybe. I don't. Maybe. That, the deer... Would have survival of the fittest sucker. Mama deer would have put them hooves to that dog. So anyway, I'm like, no, nah, that didn't happen. I said they just dug our ditches out. I live on dirt road. The baby deer got trapped in, in the ditch and couldn't get out when it was trying to cross the road with its mom. Probably, it's not the first thing, first time I've seen that. Like I've seen that happen. I've I've actually seen that happen too. Yeah, I've actually stopped to help a baby deer, and the mama I heard it in the woods. I got back in the car because I didn't want to get my ass kicked by a deer. Them hooves don't feel good. So anyway, I'm like, I, I don't see the problem. Like, what's going on? 
Like it's a, it's a wild animal. It's a baby deer. My dog like considers this her area. That's a wild animal. And uh, she goes, I don't know how we make this right. Like, what do we do? I'm like, is it your pet deer? Like, I I don't understand the problem. If it's your pet deer, okay, let's that's illegal. Okay, don't have a pet deer. Yeah, can't have a pet deer. It's I ain't going to say no names. Neither one of y'all do either because y'all know who it is, but I know people that has pet wild animals. Yeah. I mean. It happens. It, especially live in a country. Like. I know a lady with a pet deer. During hunting season, she just wraps orange around his horns or his antlers or whatever there you call. There you go. I know what someone. What are you calling deers? Rack. A rack? Yeah, it's antlers. Antlers? Yeah. When they're little like nubs. That deer had a nice rack. They yeah. do when they're big. Well, this baby deer still had spots and everything. And I didn't make a big deal out of it. And she was like, I'm worried about the deer. I'm like, did my dog attack you? Is this your pet? No and no. Okay, in a conversation. I don't know why we're still talking about this. So that's what my question is. Am I dick? Did you say it like that? I didn't. I, the way I said it, okay. Honestly, the way I said it, I said, well, I'm not worried about the deer. It got stuck in a ditch. My dog was helping it out. Any means she saw necessary. Did my dog... <laughs> Come after you? I said, okay, then I don't understand. That's basically what I said. You looked at your neighbor and you said, okay, I don't understand. I looked at my neighbor and said, did my dog get after you? She said, no. I said, I don't care about the baby deer. That's, I said that. I said, I don't care. And that was it. And then she talked me into going over to the other neighbors and seeing the deer. Then the deer wasn't even over there. Like, he done got rid of it. He had done giving it to someone. Baby deer nuggets. Ain't that oh. called like veal or something? Or is that baby cows? No, that's baby deer, I think. Veal. Yeah. So, I don't know. Someone either got baby deer they're raising or they eating next month or so baby deer. Bro. That's worse um, than what you said to your neighbor. Like killing a baby deer and eating it. I didn't worse. kill it. I well, didn't no, eat not, it. That's what I was saying. If that person did that, then that's way worse than what you did. But. I think the one neighbor was like, yeah, let me go put it in my pen. I'll <laughs> help this poor defenseless little deer. Yeah. Like the wolf from... We rode over there, right? To the other neighbor. And then me and him, we picked up like... We hadn't talked in a couple of years, but we... Like, if we go on vacation, we'll watch each other's property. And... uh. We just pick up, like, we just talked yesterday, like, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? And after, like, 10 minutes, she hadn't said nothing. She realized the deer's not there, and neither one of us is, like, on her side, and she left without saying a word. Wow. She just left. So now you're the bad neighbor. I guess. Bad neighbor. He's the bad neighbor, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not worried about a deer. I did take my dog to get fixed today. Hey, I'm doing. Mm. <laughs> and then left that baby to spend the night. He didn't even go get her. What time's kids class start on Thursday? 5.15. I found out at 4.45 that she just got out of surgery and was still sedated. Yeah. She's got to stay tonight. I offered to start kids class. And my mom offered to go get the dog. But again, <laughs> my mom wasn't going to sit with it. My mom's going to take it and leave it at home. So she'll be sedated at home. Wild animals. We just had this discussion. <laughs> Something's going to come up and kill my dog. I will go pick my dog up in the morning. Right. 
All right, so that's a serious story, and yes, bam, bam, you're a dick. Okay. But I don't think you're a dick because of that particular instance. I think I just know you're a dick. But Upfront dick. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Would you have cared about the baby deer? Um, huh? You're licking your lips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meat eater, son. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that to a baby deer. Now, where's the daddy? Bro, I don't care. Where's the mama? Look, I don't even care. <laughs> I, I shoot a little deer. I'll shoot a squirrel. I'll eat a squirrel. I, I will care. too. Squirrel, rabbit. They're not babies, though. I don't, I don't know. It's not for me to confirm nor deny whether they're babies or not. They're just <laughs> I, like meat to me. I'm a meat eater. Well, let's liven up. The podcast. You yeah. said you had a funny story. I got everybody mad now. There's, he's gonna kill the baby deer. They uh, they're gonna cancel me next week. That yeah, reminds Jimmy, me, Jimmy's Jimmy's killing baby deer. Cancel culture. Yeah, that reminds me of a video. It was a, it was a bunch of uh, it was vegans protesting outside a butcher shop. He goes to the window, the front of his restaurant, and starts butchering a deer in front of them in in his restaurant window. Ooh, that's. Oh. That's savage. <laughs> the system. Oh, I thought it was great. It was amazing. Savage. Savagery. That sounds like something I would do, 100%. Not even because I'm, wouldn't, that I care whether that, it's just the fact they're protesting, like, we're eating meat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't care, like, hey, your own decisions are your own decisions, but don't, don't force your ideals and your ideologies, whatever, on me. Yeah. Um, so, funny story. You guys ready for this? I'm not going to name the person. You guys both know the, know the person. Good friend of ours. Mm -hmm. her, her kid trains here. Amazing person. I love her to death. She tagged me because she went over here to the coffee shop. And I'm usually in the coffee shop. I haven't been in the coffee shop for a couple of days now because I'm, we're on this whole new, like, let's buy groceries. Let's make our own coffee. Trying to save money. Mm -hmm. Trying to have more money in our savings not necessarily struggling to save money or nothing like that but just trying to be more conscientious of our spending so i haven't been going i i've only seen her in there like twice because she don't live in town here but she was there today she posted a public story like a snapchat and was like missed you today and then she put herself, her, uh, what are those things, emojis? The bitmoji thing? The bitmojis in like a onesie. Like a, it was like a baby onesie. And then the other one, there was another bitmoji. It was like a cow or something. And then it was like her with a uh, coffee. It was like two bitmojis. And it was just a picture of the coffee sign from Frozen Bean. That's all it was. But she made it public. Right? Okay. I don't know if those emojis, the the baby emojis, stand for, like, sugar baby or what. But I had over 200. It started out, like, 1, 2, 3, 4, like, 10, 15. When I told her about it, it was only, it was only like, 15 or 16. But I checked it a minute ago. I have had over 200 ads from people which i haven't accepted them i accepted four or five of them like oh people are adding me on snapchat because we use our snapchat to 
well, we used to, we don't anymore, but we, like, post videos of us training and doing all that stuff. Bro, they, I had, they are like, I'll pay you $500 to be my sugar baby, too. <laughs> I'll pay 500 a week. So, hold on. I'm missing a part of the story. How did they get your information? If she just posted, like, a selfie with that stuff on her story. She tagged me in the like my my snapchat username oh, picture in the picture it was like she and she it was a, her public story whatever and it was like on her thing and it was like come here to get coffee missed at jimmy barnett mm. but she had those babies it was a baby bit emojis in onesies but it was her it wasn't me it was her but I have now I have these Sugar Mama 101s. Uh, I have uh, like it's women's names, like 200 of them that are like adding me through that mention. And it tells you added through mention, added through mention, added through mention, added through mention, added through mention. And I like the first couple of them. I was like, "Oh, it's some of—I mean, some of this uh, person's friends," and I accepted them because it said added through mention. So I accepted the first like five or six real quick, and every one of them was like, "Hey, uh, seeing that you're a sugar baby, uh, <laughs> like." Uh, I'll pay you five hundred a week. I'll pay you a thousand a week to be my, uh, to be my sub submissive sugar baby. Submissive. And then someone was like, "You can be my dominant sugar baby." And like, uh, one person was like, uh, "I know, I know you got a lot of ads today, so I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you what I'm willing to pay for you to be my sugar baby. Three thousand a week. What do you think?" Listen, I'm gonna need you to hop on that because you know I'm jobless now. So. <laughs> So that, you got opportunities. So that, I had two questions. One was how you feel about this. And my second one was the one that you won't go mention names. What is she doing? I was like, is she part of this group? Like lifestyle? I, I messaged her and I was like, what did you do? And she was like, baby, I'm so sorry. I just... It's the first time I ever posted a public story before, and it just and it. Uh, Did she not have? She has no idea, like what she's like. I'm just figuring this thing out. You know, you I know. I don't know. Yeah. Knowing this person, I think she knew what was going on. I kind of think <laughs> so think too. <laughs> but well, I, I've never had anything like this happen, and I'm telling y'all, I when I'm I'm I haven't counted them. So 200 may be over exaggeration, but I guarantee you there's over 100. I, like, I'm not like over 100 people just adding me by mention, adding me by mention, adding me by mention. Like one Facebook, I mean, uh, not Facebook, one Snapchat mention, and I've got over 100 and something requests for me to add them. And I was like, nope, delete, 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 delete. And you know what else I wonder, though? If she just tagged your handle, how do they know, like, what you look like? Like, So they're just offering you money? I mean, what if... 
It, it may you be know, like, like some, what if they don't like you? It might be some kind of super scam or something, or they might have just looked me up. Like I'm sure there's uh if you click on it, you there's a it's like your camera stories or your your definite stories or whatever. Only if you have it open to the public. Yeah, only and only if you have posted a story within 24 hours. Yeah. No, no. So you have uh, like somebody that's not friends with you. If you have a like a saved um, in your camera roll, anything that's saved, not your camera roll, but your uh, Snapchat roll. Anything that you posted on your story that you saved to your Snapchat roll, people can look at that anytime. Like if the first time you add some money, some of the some of the story stuff that's there might be really old. I know that for sure because when I built the Tech Center one, I had the Jimmy Barnett one, and the Jimmy Barnett one I added in. Like there was a the the saved Snapchat roll or whatever it's called. It was there, and I was. It was stuff that I posted like over two years ago, and it was still there. Like when you click on it, it shows that story through, because there was a dude at in Ryan that had a gorilla, like, uh, with his hands tied. It was a it was an old black dude had a gorilla swinging in the back of his truck. So when he drive, the gorilla would swing on the ropes in the back of his truck. And I took a Snapchat of it, and I was talking to the dude, and he was like, that will be working, you know? So it was just a joke, but he, uh, anyway, that shows up to people that aren't my friends. If they add me, they'll see it. it so but can I don't your friends to, see it? No, not after you've seen it before. But you can see it the first time. So, like, if you've never been my friend, and then I add you, you'll see that story it'll look like you can click on it and just look at my story and it's there so anyway uh she posted that and okay i have uh been getting submissive and dominant and uh uh sugar baby request all day i have 16 more right now i think i need to add her on my snap and then she can put me on her story i'm single <laughs> Well, Extra income. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm jobless. Come on, man. Hop on it. You just mentioned everything I do at the gym. Pull your own weight. <laughs> Take one for the team. Her back's starting to hurt. <laughs> All this carrying she's doing. Uh, anyway, that's my funny story. It's hilarious to me, but at uh, the same time, it's like, dang. What uh, are you into? That, that was what one of my into? questions. Like, what? What kind of groups are you a part of? I don't know, but I I'm, I have had a lot of requests today. Anyway, I don't know if you can see that story or what it is, but I'm not even on the thing. It's just a coffee. It says, I missed you. And then it was like at the bean, and then she had my name at the bottom. Like, yeah. She just tagged me, I guess, to let me know she was at the frozen bean. And boom, 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 boom. 200 plus or 100 plus sugar baby request. I wasn't even, have, I wasn't even looking at the camera just saying I had it on y'all. Oh, well. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's my exciting story. <laughs> yeah, I think your story beats my baby deer story. Yeah. You ever had anything like that happen to you? 
Like that? No. Ooh, Taylor made a face. No, I don't I, think so. I was thinking. I've been at it off of mentions before, like with Josh with his social media presence and stuff and his podcast. Like if he's mentioned me in some of his stories, I'll get ads, but it's no more than usually 20 to 30. I got you. He, and, he actually is a... Uh, Nashville doing some uh, singers and stuff yeah. podcast, and uh, <clears throat> he was talking to some of those those guys, and he was saying like, "Oh, if you want to be on the podcast, whatever." I thought about going and getting on his just to just kind of talk about what we do and like how we we're, we're changing the game and like the steps and the strides that we're making to make jujitsu more open to the world, but at the same time, not trying to soften the art. I don't want our art to get soft like karate. Like yeah. uh, I, I don't want it to get soft like other or watered down like other arts did. I don't, and I think that it's pretty easy for that to start happening. I think it is easy, but also you can kind of cater to who the customer is because we offer all kind of things here at Tech. We have our competitors that they do classes where we grind, mm -hmm. and then like the kids. You, like the kids, we have some that their, their parents have them here strictly for the bullyproof program. Then we have other kids that, like, they started young. They could have a career in this, you know. Like, they're going to yeah. stick with it. So, I mean, you can have – it is for everyone, but I understand what you're saying, water down. You just cater to your customers, and you give them what they need or what they're looking to get out of the program. Does that make sense? It makes, it makes a ton of sense. And I actually have a couple of people in mind that I plan on – trying to make this their life career and uh i don't i would never try to steer them in that direction but i can tell that this is something that they want to do mm -hmm. and dude like you got people that teenagers are teenagers or some of my kids even yeah some of the adults some of the teenagers uh like i, I see it taking shape whatever that looks like mm -hmm. and um dude you could literally like you, people are working for prisons and stuff, making thirty thousand dollars a year. Like literally, you get paid thirty five thousand dollars a year to work at a prison, and people think that that's a good job. Like they think that oh, this is good pay, this is good money, this is a good job. I could literally see myself paying people to coach thirty five thousand, forty thousand a year to do their dream to come in and teach jujitsu and run a program and actually run their social media to promote the program the way that we need to. I could see that taking shape in the future. You know what I mean? And, yeah. but running it, our programs, the way that I designed the program for the program to work, you know, not the way that it's traditionally been done or not, not the other way, but the way that we've been doing it. I think we figured the formula out to keep people. And not only to keep people, but to make people really good before they even realize that they're really good. I watched it happen with several of our guys, and I'm watching it happen now. So what do you guys think about that? About the, the program taking shape and about what we've done with people and stuff. I think I just remembered that a kid gets to pie me in the face tomorrow. Because that's one of the things that we've started doing to keep people, to keep our kids interested. Something that we implemented um, to make our program better, to make it grow. Who's pawing you? 
the uh, that means I'm next because yeah. he's going he's going through the ranks. So then I'm after you. Yes. Mm. I think our program's growing though, and it's taking shape. And I mean, you're really starting to see it. And because we had our first batch of kids that made it up to adult class, and it's trickling down. And now our new big kids are stepping up, and they're trying to step into that junior coach position and get ready for it. And right, I like what we got in the junior coach program and making it more selective and strict instead of having just like all the older kids where we used to have more older junior coach kids than we had kids and we had to tell them they would pretty much some of them wasn't into it they were, they were coming to hang out yeah. i felt like so when we made it more selective like you hadn't earned that responsibility like you hadn't shown that you can do that mm-hmm. and now the younger kids like you said are seeing that and they want to be that junior coach mm-hmm. made it more uh <clears throat> made it more of a like oh i have to earn this yeah made them that. more serious about it yeah i hate the pine on a face thing really? i, I wow. cannot stand it. i think that was you only I been pod once yeah but it's not about me being pod um i feel like i don't want to say it, uh it's gimmicky or whatever the kids enjoy it they absolutely love it that's one of the things that they absolutely love and they enjoy doing it but I, 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 it's one of the things on there. It's like, come on, guys. Like, you got a chance to earn a knowledge drop, a chance to earn a. We've had a few do that. Yeah, a chance to earn knowledge or a performance drop. Like, you get to show us that, to, to earn a, a, a thing to show, like, hey, I have higher whatever. Everything on that list is designed for leadership. Uh, are designed to set you apart, and then you have the fun one, pie in the face. And, and everybody's like, oh, I'm going to pie people in the face. I'm like, no, no, no. You should want to be held to a higher standard, like have the stripe or have the, the you know, be a junior coach for a day or lead warm-ups for a day. Like you have all this stuff. Did he buy it today? Yes, And you won't. Did. And you want to hit someone with a pie. We like, what, is, what are you teaching these kids? One for junior coach. And to be honest with you, like these kids are here and they're earning these tickets. They are working their butts off. We have one kid who's here every single day. He drills the move until Coach Bam Bam circles him up. He helps our other kids. Like he is putting in work. He, he so, will be a junior coach. So whenever he gets tickets, and gets to cash them in, why not do something fun? Yeah. He's putting in hard work. Let's do something fun. He's giving tickets away. Mm-hmm. Well, that means y'all are giving him too many dang tickets. No, he's just thinking about other kids. Like, yeah. I've had a little girl say, oh, well, I want to buy this. And she was like three tickets short. And he just came up and said, oh, I got it, and gave it to her. He's really a good kid. He has, when we have a new kid or like when the they part- buddy. Battle buddy, even before we say battle buddy, or if it looks like someone is getting left out, he'll run over to him and say, you're my partner. That's good. And that's what we're here for is to teach leadership and to do all that. Then we got our adult program that's growing and our adult, like the way we're doing it. And this sucks for me to say. Uh, It sucks. So when I started, I was all about competitors. And then I learned within six months that I would that is not a good business model competitors don't pay the bills I learned that 
So I softened up the programs, um, made the program more beginner friendly so that we could build you into a competitor. That's what you did to me. Yeah. And uh, so we we done that early on, like within six months. But then we uh, but then we kind of I was like, OK, the school's too soft. So then we hardened it up a little bit and then we had like a growing pains. And now I think we've got a good balance. You know what days to come on if you're uh, if you're not wanting to like if your body isn't conditioned yet to having knee on belly or conditioned to having you know pressure or whatever, you know what days to come on. But the cool thing is, is even if you come on the other days that you're just drilling and just learning at the end of class. You can still get that pressure and still get that if you're one of our competitors. And I think that we're finding that that perfect sweet spot to uh, harden people. And uh, like we're finding that sweet spot to harden people, but not hurt or break the new people whose bodies aren't used to doing this stuff. And um, we're making it extremely easy for somebody to come in off the couch and be able to join in and actually do jujitsu without worrying about missing a day of work or whatever because they're just getting smashed. And we're finding that, that balance. But, man, it sucks for me to have to say, like, I'm realizing, like, not everybody I, – I guess it don't suck. And let me rephrase. It, it's, for me, it's tough because I'm just like, oh, yeah, we just do this. And to me, it's not a big deal. It's like, yeah, we just settle down, settle in. But when you do that to people who aren't used to it, it they hurt for five or six days just from you putting your weight on. And I didn't realize how soft people are, period. And Coach Steven was, was, was the one that pointed that out to me. He's like, dude, they've never done anything. Your body is like rock hard and it hurts. The stuff that you're doing hurts. I already knew that. And I've already, like, I went through that early on and I thought that my program was soft. Now, I thought what I had and what I was doing at our school was soft. And then now there's another level to this is like, no, you shouldn't even be like settling that hard on new people and stuff, even though they want to kill you and they're trying to kill you. It's like, it's your job not to bruise them or hurt them or put your weight down in a way that yeah. stops them from coming. I get that. And like you said, they're, you, you said they're learning which days they can come, but really they can come any day because not only are they our core group, like we know who can take it and who can't and who we can who can turn it up and who you need to walk through and the ones that don't know they're learning well but, sometimes you have those guys that are yeah i got it i'm good i'm tough and like you know you know like, you're like okay but then they like they're they're trying to be tough and we have to protect them from themselves I've seen you because do that. I'm, I'm like hey go sit down yeah, like, okay you're done for tonight you got you know two or three rolls in let's see how you feel tomorrow like, yeah. I, I heard you say that, but I told you, like, uh, like the way you run your classes, we're getting into the bigger scope, kind of like flows and stuff and building on it. 
and I told you I wanted the one adult class a week that I run is back to basics. I'm breaking down like this one submission, the small details, kind of like how you used to run class and how I was brought into it. That one day a week, I'm just going back to basics and breaking down like the small details, motorcycle grip, all that stuff. And so I'm going back to some of the early warm-ups that we used to do. You know, shrimp, uh, four roll, backwards roll, stuff like that. Because you need to know how to shrimp and oopa and stuff. Well, you know, uh, I was talking with uh, Steven, well, and uh, he he was saying that you learn that stuff just naturally. Like, you learn how to move. Like, I need to move this way. And you actually learn, like, I'm not going to get away unless I make this type of movement. But it's not limited to the lazy shrimps that you will do just trying to get through the warm-ups. Like, when you do it in live drilling, you're going to end up doing it better and more better reps, I guess. More better reps. Whatever. You're going to end up doing better reps more because you're trying to get out of a position. So that's why we switched to the live drills because the bottom on the person on bottom, uh, would it, if the dominant move is on top, the person on bottom still has to make the right moves for the, the move to work on the top. Well, the same thing is about the flip. If the move's on the bottom, the person on top has to make the right moves for it to work. So they're getting more reps in those things. So I, I understand that too, but also you know how hard it is to learn what a shrimp is. Now you're trying to do it with someone on top of you. That just makes it harder, in my opinion. Right. Like, it's hard. Like, you get someone brand new that doesn't know what it is, and they're a flopping fish and trying to hop. And now you have them with no base knowledge trying to do that with someone on them. I just think that's hard. That's why I just brought my class back to that. And the point I was making is uh, one of the ones that was in my Tuesday class tonight was telling me, like, she was sore the next day just from the warm-ups. Yeah. Just from the warm-ups. Because you were saying, like, he told you, like, they're not used to that. And I didn't even think about it. You know, we're just doing four rolls, backwards roll shrimps. And she said she was sore the next day just from those. Nice. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, you have a – you have those guys that haven't done anything ever. Right. Like, they're, they're non-athletes. They're, they've never done anything that was athletic. They've never even – and they're like, oh, I want to learn self-defense. And then they show up, and then they're like, holy shit, this sucks. And then they never come back because yeah. it's, it was too, too hard. And that's one of the reasons that I really like the stretching warm-ups. I like stretching. I think everyone should stretch. I just like having them – teaching them that base, like shrimp and upa. Because now when you're teaching them a move, like, hey – so you remember, you know where we shrimp at? This is where it applies. Or you know how we taught you how to upa? This is where we would upa. Like now they have that base knowledge and they can see where you apply it instead of you trying to teach it to them during the move. Because now you having to you have to you're having to backtrack now and teach them the move anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. And but the, the thing about backtracking and all that is, it's like. Uh, They'll learn to move their hips and not not know it's a shrimp. They'll learn the shrimp and not know it's a shrimp, even if you don't teach them a shrimp. Because they'll say, this is the movement I'm trying to make to get away. If you say, move your hips away from somebody, if you look, look them and never been taught a shrimp, never been taught a shrimp, and you tell them, 
move your hips away, they'll do a natural shrimp. And I don't think so. I don't. They will. And you know how I know? Morgan and uh, some of the other guys at 10th Planet have really strong shrimps, and no one's ever taught them how to shrimp. That school, no one at 10th Planet Perry that has run a class and said, this is a shrimp or this is what you need to do. No one has done that. But what we have done is like when we drive through, hey, move your butt away, right? Good, uh, good posture and move your butt away. And then when they do that, say drive to the hill, drive to the floor with your feet and move your butt away. Beautiful shrimps. Every one of them, like Malcolm, Morgan, uh, Seth, uh, Lissa, those guys, even Dave, really good, strong shrimps, and they've never been taught a warm-up. I guess because I just hadn't seen it in person because I'm not with them every week, and then I'm still seeing, I guess, some of the newer ones in our gym and seeing them sh- struggling trying to do a shrimp. Right, and I, I get that, and I, I, that, I didn't buy into it. And so I was where like, you were, I guess. Yeah, I was like, nah, nah, you're not going to have somebody understand how to do a forward or backward roll. And or how to move properly unless you teach them the warm ups because like the Granby rolls, the the uh, forwards, the backward rolls. What's that face for, Taylor? Ah, because I'm trying to learn how to do a Granby roll. Right. We were going to add that to warm ups when we did them the other way down the wall, or yeah, we were going to do them as begin warm ups, but we never got to do like we never did. Oh, it would be a train wreck because of me. Anyone that would be behind me just wouldn't get to move because <laughs> I get stuck. I can do like two, maybe three, and then and then it's like my body just goes stupid. Yeah. I think it depends on the person too. Like people learn different ways. Like I liked being taught what it is and then trying to apply it. Right, and I think that's a problem though because uh, uh, for me. I see, I see the motion as a whole, mm-hmm. as a flow. When you're teaching me this, these roles and stuff and not how it applies, I'm like, well, why am I doing this? Where, where does this apply? And, but then figuring out how to move my body that way and then somebody showing me where you apply, it's like, oh, this is it, and it, it works. But I was still hardcore, like, you need to do warm-ups. You need – Shot steps, you need full rolls, backward rolls, shrimps, forward and backwards. You need, you know, like all of that stuff. You need uh, the egg beaters and you need all the, like, I'm very, I was very pro warm ups, but now seeing it take shape at Stevens, I'm buying in. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly, like, he's winning me over with the thought process of, like, no, nah, no. Nah. Uh, beginner people, they make a lot of the right moves. They make a lot of plays because those triggers, you know, it, goes, it goes, this don't feel good, I need to move. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they, they feel that and they say, I need to move. They don't necessarily know the right way to move yet, but they'll feel something and they'll say, I need to move. So a lot of times their natural instinct tells them they're in danger. And when they realize they're in danger and you say, do this or this, they pick up, and it's pretty cool to see it take shape. So, and I, I'm glad in a way that we changed it. I still like the idea that you're doing it. So would you day. rather me no, no, change no. it? No, no, no. I, I like the idea that you're doing it because that just gives them a different look. 
I don't think it's wrong at all, well, but I also think that when you're showing them the way that we're showing them in, in Perry, they've never done any of the warm-ups. Some people just think it's stupid to shrimp down the mat. You know, like some high-level guys are like, this shit's stupid. You know what I mean? But I've been – I'm a traditionalist in a, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it has its place. But seeing it take shape take shape, and at Perry and then seeing it really – some of these guys, like how fast they're progressing at some of the stuff, I'm like, I get it. And I get why, I get why it works because I'm seeing it first-person work. So that's why I was like, all right, I'm buying in. That's when I made the switch here because we never done the, the – in the advanced classes, we never done the warm-ups anyway because right. most of our purples and our blues have already done over 10,000, and it's just, oh, let's do some stretching and, and go. Yeah. So I'm malleable when it comes to, like, the warm-up part. Uh, I'm where you were, like, skeptical. But I'm, will, like, don't need that. I just thought about taking it a step back. But I'm – I'll go back to the stretching if you recommend it. No. But I like running my class, I want to keep breaking it down like this is a triangle, this is how we finish it, this is an arm bar, like just the small details. Yeah, I love it. And and I don't I don't mind you running the warm-ups because that that helps people get in shape too. Mm. So like uh the some of the people like they're going to be exhausted after warm-ups. Yes. And they need it. They need to get they need that part for exercise. I'm I'm cool with it. Like I don't yeah. I don't care. I think the beginners classes just look you can kind of run those Lax, you could teach triangle on bar for like four or five months and they'll learn something every day. Like, obviously, I'm, I don't, don't do that, but, uh, no, no. but you know what I'm saying, like, right? Um, you run warm ups, um, it makes them tired, they get a workout, they get a sweat. It, it's a good class. Like, I'm not against that at all. I'm just saying that I have seen a gym that has never taught anyone and how to succeeding. shrimp and they're succeeding, they're finding uh, ways. To move to to remember to bridge and move their hips away so without without being taught that. Are the kids classes doing warm ups? Yes, the the kid classes haven't run shrimps, but they've forward roll, backward roll, shot step. Okay, and uh, they haven't run shrimps, um, but that's because in our kids classes, the finite details are going to get lost anyway. If you ever notice the kids that are making their transitions from kids to our teens class, the they they just have so much to sharpen up on with the small details. You could show it to the smaller kids, and some of them get it, yeah. but a lot of them they're they're just wanting to do the movements. Which brings me to I was about to say they do the movements as a warm up, but then you tell them to do it in a live roll that. Like, they just got that muscle memory that, oh, warm up, and they bust it out, but then applying it in that role. Right, and that's why we go back to doing it in a live drill. If they feel what it feels like in a live drill and do it in a live drill, I think you'll find different results. I think that you will notice that they are realizing they have to get their hips higher and their butt away all in like one motion. They they have to have strong frames because if they don't, the person on top is gonna gonna put put the hammer down, put weight on them, and and make them pay for not doing it the right way. And traditional warm ups where you're just going down a mat, it's like I got to get to the other end of this mat as fast as freaking possible. And by when I get there, 
you know, uh, I just get to run back and now I'm done. It doesn't matter how I get there. I'm going to do it. And if he calls me out, I'll do one or two right, and then I'll just scoop my ass to the, that end of that mat. And they get lazy with it. And then when they get lazy, now they're drilling how to shrimp wrong because there's no they don't there's no pay like you don't have to pay anything for doing it wrong. But if somebody's on top of you in a live drill and you do that shit wrong, you got some payment paying to do some payments. So. If you run a women's class, what are you doing for warm-ups? I don't know. I hadn't thought about it until this very moment. Because <laughs> uh, I was sitting here. The the first thing I was thinking of is I was like, huh, we roll after adult class. But I'm not going to be able to do that in my women's class because right after women's is adult. So we don't have that time unless we just don't drill that much. But then I was like, well, crap, y'all are talking about warm-ups. We got to do warm-ups, too. So our, my ladies probably won't be rolling unless they do co-ed classes. No, I, I think that you could literally spend five minutes on warm-ups, like stretching, doing whatever. Then you could spend like 20 minutes drilling whatever particular move it is and then turn it into a live drill. Or do live drills for 20 or 30 minutes or whatever that looks like and then let them roll on it or the last 15 minutes of class. Or, like, say how some classes, the whole class is a workout where we do, like, the on the wall, the line, like, pass their guard, winner oh, stays yeah. out. Like, yeah. you can, like, every now and then, like, once you build up that women's class mm -hmm. and get them start to be used to that pressure, mm -hmm. you can start sprinkling those in. Yeah, because I don't think I want them rolling right off the bat anyway, yeah. unless they want to. Because, I mean, like you were talking about, the newer people, it takes a little bit for them to get conditioned to it. And, like, I know me personally, it took me a while to start rolling. And I don't want them to come in brand new thinking that they have to. So, Well, we tried to make it clear that no one brand new has to roll oh, right. but it is recommended and then you know we pick and choose like you need to roll in so and so or so and so because they have their interest mm -hmm. at heart they're not trying to win training mm -hmm. yeah i think that's what what our what builds our culture a lot is uh that uh we are trying to change the way that people train we want them to be smarter we don't want them in there getting giving each other concussions and right and, you know, just trying to break people's arms and snatch on their joints. That's, and all that and it's not just protecting the, the new people. It's protecting our current members, too. You get someone off the street, like you said, trying to be tough. Mm -hmm. I'd rather them roll with me or you. Like, I feel confident that you've built me up. I've been training long enough to where someone off the street, I can at least protect myself. And neither one of us is going to get hurt to where someone else. Yeah. They're able to hurt one of our current members that hadn't quite that, got that done to that level yet or that current member hadn't got that control yet and then that new person's gonna get ran off yeah it, versa, it's kind of like uh you not only can you protect yourself you can protect them from themselves exactly too. yes because that's that's important because we you know if they you have something they're not acknowledging it like just let go yeah, let's just move on. Like We don't have to break them. Oh, that happened to me the other day. Um, I was at another gym training with another girl, and uh, I had her in a Kimura. I was, she was in my guard, and I had it, and she was just like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. And I, I could tell she wasn't going to tap. She was still moving, so I just let her go and you know kept rolling. And the coach there called her out afterwards and was like, you better know when to tap. Because she was being nice. And I was like, oh, 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I just got you in trouble. <laughs> that ha- it happened to me last night with a new person. I had just an arm bar and just rolled right through it. Like, okay, he ain't. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And it's one, that's one of the moves, like, sometimes when you feel that pain, it's too late. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I, I have grown a lot in that aspect because early on, it's like, oh, you don't want to tap? This is your fault. You're ignoring my good technique. Yeah, but but now <laughs> you now, now you've grown and yeah. <laughs> they don't know better. They don't. They don't. Like you said, they we circle them back to it. They've never done any of this. They don't know. <laughs> and y'all, I ain't even gonna lie. I'm still figuring out leg locks and stuff. So there's been times where y'all have been like, I have it, and I'm like, really? Like, let me feel it where I can figure out what yeah. I'm tapping to because I don't know. Well, I don't know leg lock. All of us are still. Like, I've been playing with it a lot just because of the level I'm at next competition. You know, the leg locks are legal. Right. So, I'm playing with it myself. Just not even for me to attempt it in a competition, but that way I can recognize it more. Like, if I'm in danger. So, I'll just roll through the motions. Like, you, you've seen it. Like, I've done it with yeah. you. Like, catch and release. And then you tell me, like, no, 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 no. Let me, let, let me. I'm like, well, I'm not sure. I just know... Like this, this is that this is bad. Yeah. Like we're gonna figure it out together. <laughs> I just be breaking out fools' knees and feet. Yeah. You do not. You do. You do slick stuff. Like you get it, and then you do this, and you look. Like you do that little stare. Like y'all, I showed it to Bam Bam already in my women's group. They on Facebook, one lady posted a picture, and the caption says. This is why I'm single. And the picture is a man and a woman. They're eating dinner together. And he had, I don't know what kind of leg lock he did to her, but the lady's like laid back and she's missing her shoe and her foot's like bleeding. And it says, when they try to play footsies with me, I win. She's, yeah. <laughs> and I thought of him because he's been doing leg locks. And, and I'm single. Maybe this is the problem. <laughs> I take footsies seriously. That's so funny. I don't win training, but I win footsies. <laughs> Y'all know what I thought about with the kids the other day when we started talking about leg locks? Y'all might not have done this, but when I was a kid, we used to lay one, like, uh, one person's head this way. Yeah, and do legs. Head, and you like swing your legs up. And then it's you called, hook them. It's called leg wrestling. Yeah, and then whoever makes the other person do a flip wins leg wrestling. Yeah, it's actually another name that I heard it by, but I didn't want to. No, well, I call, we called it leg wrestling when I was a kid. Me and my sister used to hook arms, and then like whoever rolled who, yeah, would win. It's like who's the stronger, who has a stronger base, or who understands the leverage better. And uh, I think that would be a cool game to play with the kids. That would be. I was just thinking about that because uh, I was thinking about it the other day, and I don't know what made me think about it. It was a weird position. I think it was like Day Day and another kid ended up in. And I'm like leg wrestle, and no one knew what I was talking about. I was just joking. Yeah, but no one. You knew can't what say I was that about. to Day Day because like the teens, just because like I roll with them and catch and release, and then like my junior coaches, I call the teenagers playing with leg locks. Like I feel <laughs> I'm a bad influence. <laughs> no, nah, I'm glad they need it. They like, need to roll. Coach Steven, I know he was messing with me, but he was like, "Call the police." When I took uh, Ayla and Will to open mat over there, and me and Will, Will was throwing a leg lock on someone. He's like, "Call the police!" Got a teenager doing leg locks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I'm just like, sorry. 
<laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they need it. They need you in there. They need they need to they need to see it because they're they're getting to that level where they're they're gonna be grappling at blue belt level and mm-hmm. they they're gonna people are gonna grab their feet. They're gonna grab their legs, like, they're gonna they're gonna, you know, pinch that knee line and control the hip and attack their feet. There's yeah. just gonna well, happen. This happened last competition. Will got bumped up and competed Nogi against a blue belt. Yeah. It's gonna happen. I didn't know that was a blue belt. It was a blue belt, bro. He was that a blue belt. one match. I was, I was proud of Will, but I was like, God dang! Like they, they they're just slamming him, and oh, then the gee uh, one. Yeah, oh. you were behind oh. me, and I almost said it when I. So I'm still learning as a coach at competitions, but by the time I realized what was going on, what that guy's game plan was, I was like, Will, sit down. He ain't doing jujitsu. Like he's not – he's getting takedowns, standing back up. Like, that's all he's doing. He doesn't – He doesn't want to engage. He doesn't want to engage. So, after the second takedown, I should have told him, sit down. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I should have told him. It, that was one of those matches, though, where Will kind of gets to see where he stands. Yes. Where he stands. And, um, and I thought that one was rougher than his no-gi against the blue belt. Right. I would agree with you because that was – that hurt me watching it. Yeah, I I watched it. I, I was coming up when he was getting the, like the third time. He and got that was the end wrong. of the. And I was just like, Will, like stop letting him get your head, get a good posture and frame. And then when he comes, like you know, yeah. two on one and stuff, stop letting him grab you in a head and arm. See, so just grab him in a head and arm and then throw him. Yeah, and then throw. Well, him he realized and then, like, it too. Disengage. Well. Will's gritty. He's tough. He's a tough kid. And I guarantee you he left with a headache. Oh, I know. But he, because we do takedowns here, we're a wrestle. we do wrestling, jiu-jitsu. He didn't want to, he said he didn't know what we were thinking. He, he said, I thought about sitting down, but I didn't know, like, how y'all would react. And I'm like, no, I should have told you to sit down. That's on me as well. That's the best, best thing to do when that, when someone is just trying to take you down, get points, and then stand back up. Yes. They're not they're not engaging in jujitsu. Um, I just think that's – it's playing by the rules. People are going to yes. play the rules. Uh, like I said, I've done matches where guys got a sweep and then they just run. They yeah. did not want to grapple me. I'm not – Hate sucks. Them. Yeah, I'm not hating on the competitor. They're playing by the rules. They're playing points. Uh, I felt bad for our guy. Yeah, that I'm not hating on the other competitor. It's rarely I've been mad at like another competitor. If anything, I've been mad at a few refs. Oh. Holly, we've already talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, but like other competitors, especially different schools, they they teach like point jujitsu and stuff. So. That's what they do. And, I, you know, our school isn't really geared towards winning by points. No. It's it's geared towards getting the submission or making your opponent tired and then getting the submission. Exactly. And even, and even the kids. Like, if you have to engage the bullyproof, like, you're going to be first, you're going to get the takedown, you're going to get on top. Yeah. So if they need to learn that in the competition. That's what we're, we're geared towards. And um, I get that. But anyway, guys, uh, this – this has been going on for about a um, hour fifteen. Uh, yeah. You got any final things you want to say? Yeah. No, sir. I'm good. I feel like you didn't have much to say this time, Taylor. Anything you want to close with? I don't think so. It's just letting y'all chat away. <laughs> I mean, drawing a blank. 
Well, I don't know. Big things happen in tech. Talk, we've already mentioned it. She's about to do a women's class if she is ready for that. And then I was going to do a competitive kids class. Like big things happening. Yeah, there, we're still we still have a lot of things going on, and that's why this thing right here is so important. We got a sub only kids tournament that we're gonna film with this. Have we narrowed down maybe we, when we're gonna try? Not to do that? the date, but I know for a fact that uh, I, I got to sit with uh, Stephen. I'm gonna sit with you guys. We're gonna narrow down the date. And we're going to start posting about it, whether the cage is here or not during that time. If it's here, we'll do it inside the cage. If the cage isn't here, it'll be on the mat just the way it is at Stevens. And I decided to not announce that it's inside the cage. But if we still have it, it'll be inside the cage. Right. Um, <clears throat> if it's not, we're just going to have a, a red tape center to mat to separate the two mat spaces. But they get, they'll have the whole mat. And it's going to... We're going to have one person there making sure they're not breaking each other's arms, but the ref's not going to have a lot to say. They just basically make sure that the kids are safe. And uh, we're going to do maybe three or two weight classes, maybe three different weight classes, maybe combine like from like one, 170 and under and like 171 and up or something like that. Well, if it's kids, oh, it's going it, yeah, yeah. Or maybe seventy or, and under, yeah, 70. seventy and under. I said that with like adults, but yeah. seventy and under, and then like seventy-one and up or something like that, like well, for the kids, yeah, and um, just just to kind of let kids get a quick competition that they don't have to stand around and wait for no. all day long, and under our rule set because no one is doing. No one is doing kids sub only. Are we going to do a, like eight kid bracket? Yeah, something just probably exactly like uh, the Mid South Classic. So probably. eight, but I would say would the kids especially do double elimination? I don't know. That way they get two matches. I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna. I'm, I'm thinking single elimination, okay. make it fast. Like if you don't do good, hey, come back and try it again. But. Uh, we're not allowed to give the kids the kids money outright because I, I'm pretty sure that's like has some kind of uh, uh, legal legalities or whatever because it's like them like it's not adults, but we're gonna give them the money for their tuition at their schools. So the their coach or the the it'll pay for their tuition for a couple of months, and uh, they'll get all the money like whatever. If there's eight people, that's eight hundred dollars. They'll get towards their training. Gotcha. And uh, so that's, that's awesome. That's how we're gonna do it. That's good. And so I think it's gonna be single elimination. We're gonna do two brackets for kids. The there'll be two winners. It's like a hundred dollar buy-in. Uh, single elimination. All subs are legal. And everything's legal. Like they can whatever they want to do. It's the same rules. It's it is designed. To get them used to competing under the style of tournaments that Tenth Planet does. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa! One question. I know we're trying to finish up here. You said I'm not in a hurry. I'm I'm getting tired. I'm kind of thirsty. My mouth is dry. I need to go get me something to drink. Uh, all submissions are legal. You gonna have eight year olds doing leg locks? I don't care. <laughs> if they want to, if they know how to do leg locks, let them. The only thing that I, uh. That stands is like we're not gonna have people like power bombing folks or whatever. Like if we're, it's going to be exactly.
the same rule set as the adults. Same rule set. Tink told me that she wanted to learn how to do a twister where she could twister everyone in kids' class. So, <laughs> Dude. Uh, Leg locks and twisters. I've been hitting baby twisters because of Gabe. Legitimately. That's that's what I've been doing. We was talking about it yesterday. It's like, oh, you're hitting baby, baby twister. Yep, baby twister, baby twister, baby twister. Anyway, uh, that's what we're doing. We are uh, we're running it that way. I'll probably you get, have the camera on us. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I will probably get. Uh, I will probably get some of the other people's opinions, the rule sets, like may. It may vary a little bit, but that will be yeah. very well known by the time you sign your kids up. Yes. But there are some parents out there that their kids take this extremely serious, and this will give them a chance to put their kid in a tournament that's not going to last all day long. It'll give them a chance to let them test the medal, not against points fighters, people that are trying to gain a point and then just stall. They'll get to actually see real submissions without worrying about giving up points or anything like that. And then they're going to do the EBI overtime. And some of these kids are going to be gangsters, and some of them are going to get their feelings hurt. And, you know, that. and then yeah. it's all, it's like all skill levels, just age and weight. That's that's it. Anywhere from this age to this age, this this many pounds. This age to this age, this many pounds. I haven't decided what that is yet, but that's yes. happening. And, it, and when I say that's happening, I mean that is something that we are going to start being vigilant about making it happen and pushing the social media and letting everyone know so that we can have a successful event. Yeah, I'm I'm completely game for that and no, no. helping any way I can and my input and all that. And then uh, our next one will be uh, like small men, like uh, Jay, Jay's weight, whatever. Like He's called him a little man. Well, I, everybody's been calling me a tiny man lately, so I had to return a favor. But no. <laughs> It's going to be uh, small guys. He said he guys. got Saturday class, by the way. He texted me. Okay, cool. So it's going to be uh, small, the smaller guys. I'm going to try that because nobody can get small guys to compete. They'll back out last minute. Like, I, I don't know why that is, but it is so hard to put on a match with guys that are under 140 pounds, 135. So hard because they either they, they're – their mindset changes about putting it on the line or what, but there's not a lot of game small guys. I, that's the thing. That's why the UFC got rid of the class because it's so hard to find game guys that are, are, are in that weight class. But that we're going to try to become known for putting that, that weight class So on. would you say what, un, like 150 and under or 145 and under? Uh, I'm thinking – uh, I'm honestly thinking like 35 and under, 35 and under, and like running that every single time, 35 and under, and build, build a uh, like a if they know we're doing a tournament, the 35 pound guy showing up, yes. and then the rest of them are going to fluctuate. We'll do heavyweights, we'll do yeah. whatever, but having the 35 and under consistent, I think we're going to get known for that because it's going to be the tournament to win. Because you're gonna that, that we're gonna dominate that because nobody's doing it yep. because they don't show up. But I'm gonna continue to push, and if only three guys show up, the first one, we're gonna have it, and they'll get a chance to win whatever money's put down. 
if three hundred dollars is there, they have a chance to win three hundred dollars. If four guys, four hundred, whatever. War and then there'll be sponsorship money. So when that shit happens and people want to sponsor it and do all that, the submission of the night, they, there's chances to win more money than just that too. But it's going, it's going to happen. I'm going to be that guy, and that's my. I want to promote some small guys because it's very hard to find as a small guy a tournament that is for small guys because none of the small guys show up. So I'm putting that out there into the ether. So if you're a small guy and you're wanting to continue to compete and like get known as that guy, this is a tournament starting now. This will be the tournament to start winning because we're going to have the gangsters show up. The guys that are good are going to start competing at this tournament regularly, consistently. It will happen. You will have a place to compete and I don't want you guys backing out. I don't want you guys making us look bad anymore. Show up and train. Uh, train, show up and compete. If you say you're going to compete, come and compete. Put it on the line and show the world, like, hey, us small guys are entertaining too. I think the small guys are more entertaining. I was about to say, fast matches, like, you, they put on a show. Yeah, yeah. but the, the problem is, it's getting them to show up. It's getting them to show up. Anyway, yep. that's our goals. That's what we're doing. We're still recording our uh, online university stuff. Uh, if you guys want to see what our training is like and stuff like that, check us out because we're we're pushing that out. We're doing our tutorials. I have a front head series coming. I have finding the why, which is a free download. Uh, if for just for logging into our thing, uh, I have not set the links up yet because I don't have all that stuff worked out yet. But that's coming. Understanding the why, making your jiu-jitsu better overnight, just the pay, paying attention to the way you train. It's a free download. And once you sign up for our uh, our online university, which is we're still putting that out there. Anyway, guys, uh, subscribe, like, hit the bell, get the notifications, please. It helps us out a lot. Uh, that was Bam Bam and Taylor. And we're going to continue doing these. We're getting the other guests. We're going to continue having these talks. You get to hear about what we're doing, what we got going on constantly. That's why we do this. Baby deer. Baby deer. <laughs> Bye, guys.